Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Allegedly with me, Matthew Cole Weiss. And again, Theo is out of town. So again, Gosh. we have our special guest co-host, Mr. Josh Peck here. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bless all of you. Uh, we really appreciate when you come in and um, sometimes contribute. I think it's time to abandon Theo. Oh, I'm good for it. And and let's just make the leap together. Okay. This that feels like right. one. Well, you already yeah. have your own podcast, correct? I do. It's called Curious. I know. I asked that last week, but go ahead. I'm working on the title. These things happen. But yes, it's available all places where you get podcasts. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, coming up, uh, special guest Matthew Cole Weiss. Yeah. Just, it, it'll be kind of well, like you this. You really aren't pushing the boat out for guests, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? No, it's like one of the podcasting world's so weird because it's like, you do mine, I'll do yours. You right. know, like, the, the, kind of, oh, it's like when you go to someone's birthday party or someone comes to your birthday party, then you feel obligated to go to theirs, you know? Yes. That's how I feel sort of way. So then I'm like, oh, I guess I'll do Josh's podcast. Really? Just kidding. Just we, kidding. We no, it's great fun. time. So today's special guest. All right. I don't want to say it incorrectly. Romesh. Not that part. Rang it. Sorry. Go on, go on. I, I think you could have had a good start and then you hesitated. Don't yeah. lose your Rang Don't lose your note. Rang in a thun. Ragnatha. Right. I, it's Ranganathan, but I actually like Rangnathan. It does. <laughs> I actually don't mind it. It sort it's of a sounds, marathon. It sounds like sort of a, some, sort of, some sort of ancient god or something. Yeah. <laughs> like beware the wrath of Rangnathan. It's a Marvel character. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, uh, thank you, man. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. You know and Mr. Ragnathan from the new <laughs> Showtime show, Just Another Immigrant, which is okay. fantastic. Thanks. And uh, awesome because it's, it's different. You oh, know, course, what's yeah. out there for yeah. sure. And I actually like looked it up because the premise is basically you and your family. And it's kind of, I wasn't sure what was real and what wasn't real. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? Because it's that hybrid of kind of, I mean, some of it's scripted, right? Or There's no script. No, no script. No, 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 there's no scripting. But no. some of it's like, I don't know. Describe it to me, please. Well, we, uh, you know... Basically, the the idea behind the show is that I come, I came, not the idea. I mean, this is what actually happened. I moved my family over here, and then we, um, and then I booked the Greek theatre. That's that's the long and the short of it. And and basically had three months to try and you booked it yourself. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I just spent the following three months trying to get myself as close to selling it or get my profile to a point where I could sell that gig out mm. because obviously nobody knows me here. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a massive deal in the UK, huge deal. If you don't say so, yeah, I would never, I would never have anyone go. Is it Rangnathan in the UK? <laughs> yeah. let, let, let me get that out. Way there. to go, man. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, that, I, I was would, trying to be polite. Yeah, no, no. Um, so anyway, that's the basic thing. But but uh, and it was me sort of bringing my family over here, and then we just sort of uh, documented it basically. Okay. But like, but you know, that there. So there's no script as such. I mean, the the the, the truth is, is that sometimes. Uh, like for example, my mom yeah. will uh, will not will, will like hide her truth. My mom's very polite and right. and, and and wants to. Ben Green is in. I should probably, ben Green's in the room. Who's the director of the show, and he's worked with uh, my mum uh, and myself before. And the thing that we have is that my mum has got very strong feelings, but also is very eager to please. So sometimes mm. you might some she, we might go in we might go into something, and uh, we just have to make sure that she um, says what she really thinks rather than is too polite. Do you know what I mean? Because her tendency would be, okay, darling, that's fine, but actually she's pissed off about something. So like, so you how know, do you do that? You trick her into it? No, you just no. go do what you really think, and then she does it. But, but do you know what I mean? So yeah, of course. Yeah, like react, like be you. Be yeah, yourself. if my mom was on camera, she would be a completely different person. Than exactly. The one I know. So we've said, like, I we basically I say to my mom, look, we know it, you're a bitch, so be a bitch. <laughs> It's like you know what the, I mean, that's that's the idea. It's like that video that went viral of the mom talking to a Jehovah's Witness, no, and she's like, she's being quite lovely. She's like, "Thank you so much for these pamphlets. I'll be sure to explore it." And then they leave, and she starts beating the shit out of her son. She's like, "Don't ever let a Jehovah's Witness in wow. this house again." <laughs> like, and it's kind of, but I feel like every mom is that way to a yes. certain extent, well, a little bit, right? Yes. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I yeah. For, by the way, I forgot to explain one part of it. This is also a competitive podcast where Josh and I compete to win the episode. Mm. Oh, so right. you get to award points at will. Okay. Well, and then at the end, you will have to pick a winner based on whatever the hell you want. Uh, based on whatever I want. Whatever you want. You can okay. award points 
for a question, a comment, uh, deduct points, whatever. Uh, do, I, do you want me to tell you as I'm going what yes, I'm awaiting points for? Okay, so well, ahead uh, of the game. For, wow. So first of all, I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to give Matt three points straight off the bat. I'll tell you why. Yes, please. Well, because you did mispronounce my name, <laughs> but I but I did respect the way that you went for, like you just went for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you look pretty racist then. <laughs> uh, but but, but, but the, the fact that you are willing to so just put yourself out there and go for it, I think yeah. three points for that. Okay, I'll take them. Uh, Josh, I'm going to give you a point just because I, I just think you've got a nice manner about you. So kind of you. Yeah, Thank no, you. I, I feel well. the same about you. Oh, thanks a lot, man. That, yeah. that won't get you another... <laughs> I'm getting another point. And I don't have a point sheet. No. Oh, right. Yeah, there you go. Josh, so. why are you going under the table? What can I say? Please. Listen. I've said this before and I'm saying it again. My Lisa mattress is friggin' awesome. It has given me the best night's sleep that I've had in my whole life. And I, it has really revolutionized my sleep, sleeping habits because sleep is a very important part of life. You know, sleep is helps you make better decisions and improves your memory. You make fewer mistakes. It's not marketing, it's science. And to design a better mattress, Lisa leveraged 30 years of experience and hundreds of hours of testing to develop the perfect mattress for all body shapes and sleeping styles. Yes, even my body shape. Their mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. And through their 110 program, they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell, that's over 26,000 mattresses and counting. Lisa strives to leave the world better than they found it, but that doesn't just stop with mattress donations. Together with the Arbor Day Foundation, they plant one tree for every mattress they sell and are committed to planting one million trees by 2025. So this summer, you can get $130 off a Lisa mattress, and trust me, it's worth it. And this is only for our allegedly fans. You'll get $130 off your Lisa mattress if you go to lisa.com slash allegedly. Lisa, L-E-E-S-A dot com slash allegedly A-L-L-E-G-E-D-L-Y. Trust me, it is going to change your sleep and change your life. Um, so yeah, so w- the show is documenting that, and it's it's quite funny, and it's your wife and your kids yes. who are adorable. They're Thanks adorable very much. Thank kids. you, thank you. And your wife very pretty as well. Sorry. No, 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 you don't have to say that. <laughs> she's okay. She's good for me. There but you she's go. Like, but she's okay. Okay, generally. I'm married as well. Right, right, I feel right. Yeah. I feel similarly about my yeah. wife. She's, yeah. Yeah, okay, she, it's a good yeah. balance. Yes, exactly. Right, yeah, you don't want to feel like self-conscious every time you go out because you're you're, you're punching above your weight so much. And <sighs> yeah, that is what is great about my wife. Is I, ne- <laughs> I, I never feel out of my depth when I'm out with her. Yeah, yeah. Do you I ever- sort of think. No, I look at her. Even on her best stand, no, that's achievable. You know, <laughs> right. Jimmy, I, I, yeah, yeah. Do you think? Yeah, she yeah, yeah I'm not about you. Uh, yeah, I don't know actually. I don't know. I don't know if she sometimes looks at me and just sort of thinks, "Wow, how did I?" <laughs> <laughs> but I never, I never look at her and think that. Uh, that, that, that that's good. It's good. Yeah, she uh, hit, the, hit the 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 cosmic lottery. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, since it follows, were these were the people in your life hesitant to be like, especially like your fan, like family? My family would be like, I tried actually. I got a call to audition for. A game show, The Wall, and they wanted a mother, Jew, a Jewish mother son thing, and I was like, "We'll do it." And Perfect. my mom's like, "Hell no!" And I was like, "Why not? You can win money." She's like, "I don't want to be on TV." And I was like, "Who the fuck cares? You can win twelve million dollars or whatever." And she's like, "Nope, I won't do it." So wow. we didn't do it. So my question is, wow. would they not that if it was a guarantee? Whatever. Selfish. So yeah. were they hesitant yeah. to? Uh, yeah, I mean, your mum sounds really out of line. Man. Oh, yeah, that's, she's the worst. Know, but that is oh. pretty selfish. I mean, they throw the word bitch around a lot, <laughs> but my mom. No, I love my mom. So what, where? How do you? How do you like? I'm going to give you a point for just saying you loved your mum there. Yeah, this I is do. so sweet. I do. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's genuine. Yeah. So your kids and stuff like. Were you ne- nervous? Were they hesitant? Like, well, essentially, did you want to ki- put him on camera. The kids. I mean, my oldest son is eight, so I think he's still at the age, and the, you know, he's still at the age where I still consider him to be property. <laughs> so, so I don't. So, really, at that whatever stage, you say. Yeah, exactly. That. What's their choice? Um, no, right. the truth is, is that my. My mum, I mean, my mum's, my mum and my uncle, who who are both, uh, both yes, rags, um, have been in stuff with me before, and uh, both mum and my uncle rags are keen, uh, keen on being on television. I guess that's the best way. Like, well, actually, they they. they 
they consider me surplus to requirements is, is what I'm saying I mm. guess is, is that they they would happily do a show without me I think mm. not to get <laughs> no, like, I, I don't think that I, I think I good annoy, to know yeah my the necessity for me to be in the show is something that they find tiresome you know? <laughs> I, I think they would happily <laughs> do something on their own no they're very keen to look they're very keen that's not true my mum's very supportive and uh and has enjoyed doing TV. So she's very up for it. My uncle Rags is a, a frustrated rock, hip hop, porn star. Like, like he wants to be famous in some discipline. He just hasn't figured out the discipline yet. Right. Like, like, okay. so, just so get famous. Yes, he that's was super he was super keen, right? So so that's not an issue. The person that was it was a real struggle was my wife. Yeah, I because can uh she not only does she not want to be on TV, she doesn't want to watch any TV that I've done. So she's not, I don't really watch anything I've ever done. So like, really? So really? yeah, so she really doesn't, not that she's not supportive. It's What's just that, that about? Well, I just think, she's healthy with like healthy boundaries. Well, she <laughs> sees me at home and she thinks, why would I actively seek <laughs> anymore? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. Means, so. I get you live 23 yeah, plus exactly, hours a day. Exactly, yeah. And uh, so, um, uh, so she she was the one that it, it took some convincing to be honest with you, but um, and then I lied to her about how much she would be in it. Uh, so I sort of, <laughs> I sort of I sort of intimated to her that she would only be in it. Initially, I said she would only be in it for like five five minutes or whatever, and then I realised obviously if she's seeing the cameras there all the time, then she will assume that she'll be in it for more. <laughs> she's uh, smart enough to recognise yeah. that. Yeah. And then she was, she goes, okay, look, you've done this very, in a very underhanded manner, but I, I'll go along with it. Right. Um, but now, like, with, like, once the, like, the little short trailer started coming out and stuff, I think it hit home that she was, I also promised her it wouldn't be shown in the UK. So, like, her friends back home in the UK wouldn't, see right. it but now right. it, it, it is being shown <laughs> so so but every all of the promises and the, the stuff that i'd that i'd that i'd said to her in order to get her to agree to be that's all gone that, so, that is all so gone. you lie to your I, wife I said, yes. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's so right. at this point the only thing you can say to her is don't you like money yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And when is there any weird because obviously you have a proper director but like is there ever a time where you're like honey maybe you want to try it this way and she like because <laughs> I've tried to give my wife a little bit of uh, direction in what in, life? in what way or like if we were shooting like because oh, you know I shoot you like social media videos oh, or something okay. funny and I'd be like hey maybe try it this way and a look comes across her face of like I believe she could murder me. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm not taking this from you. Violence. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How is it? Do you ever have that moment or? Uh, n- no, no, it hasn't. I- I've never, um, I've never, I-, I, it didn't come up that I felt like I needed to tell her to do anything differently. Really. Smart. She just sort of was herself and, and, and we sort of, that's what, that's how it went. But, um, there was, there was a, t- there was a time when, so basically, I, there was a time when I actually sort of slightly became frightened because we, we did, um, we did like a, we went to do like a workout on the beach. It was like this military uh, like high intensity, boot like boot camp sort of workout. Yeah, yeah. Strong. yeah, and I, uh, I basically have the the, the sort of cardio fitness of an animal that's about to hibernate so right. so I, I, i'm not really operating on a very high level whereas lisa my wife is like goes to the gym all the time like she's absolutely on it and then we started doing the workout and i started to get irritated because she was better than me because sure that's not yeah it's you, not okay do you, do you know what I mean? you're I, the king of the family exactly you be the best exactly. at everything thank you yeah. of course yeah three I points for Josh. Yeah, this whole you. dynamic with your wife is really <laughs> screwing me you're lying you think you should be ahead of her and uh, um, you think that you, she's just attractive enough? Uh, no, she's she's very attractive <laughs> for the level, the league that we are operating. Sure, okay, that's fair enough. So, um, no. So the truth of it is, is that so. Th- but then they they started to feel like I wasn't taking it serious enough because I did the typical thing of of if you're not good at something, pretend you don't give a shit about it. You know, right. you know, start to throw it away and like you know, sort of be casual. And I don't care. Blah blah blah. So they spotted this and they've obviously seen like dicks like that before. <laughs> right. So they started saying every. Every time you fuck up, we're gonna give your wife a punishment. Like Oof. so, so they would like so they would ask me to do something. I wouldn't get it right, and then they'd get her to run <laughs> a- along the beach with like a car tire around her waist and a gas mask on. And Terrible. so, and the issue with that is that the very the big issue with that is is one, it's sad to see your wife doing that as a direct result of your actions but also it's very funny you know like it's obviously it's obviously 
is obviously on a surface level hilarious. Right. Like, how can seeing my wife running a gas mask be any kind of deterrent? Do, do, you, know, do you know what I mean? So, like, so that was... can we throw on it? <laughs> wow, okay. So, so I had that kind of co- conflict of thinking, well, this is, this is funny and entertaining. Right. But at the same time, I've got to look after my, my right. wife here. So there was that, that kind of fear. But that actually, is a selfish choice there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do. <laughs> She's still got the gas mask, right? Yeah, She's yeah, still yeah, yeah. I said, look, listen, keep hold of that. <laughs> yeah, you thank me later. <laughs> so here's a question. How do you go from a comedian who's going to come over here, which I assume is hard to break into the US, what of it all, you book the Greek for yourself, and now you have your own show on Showtime. How yeah. does that happen? Well, uh, the truth is, is that um, I don't know. You know, like we, we, like uh, Ben and I had sort of, I'd always planned to come over to America right. and, and give it a go. Um, and we on this podcast, we've had a lot of. We had Catherine Ryan. Oh on yes, not yeah, too yeah, long yeah. Ago. Good friends with we've Catherine. had a. There was another one. I can't remember. Um, and I hear you know it's it, obviously it's you could be the biggest of the big over yeah. there and yeah. then come here. It's a whole different ball game. Yeah, but just going forward, just so you know, all other British comedians are shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, I, I just sort of as well. I don't know if. If I anybody knew that else is, walking in. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, Ricky yeah, Gervais, yeah. who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So good. So good. I'm glad we got that cleared up. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the, the thing is, is that um, I'd always planned to come over here. And then uh, Ben and I talked about this idea of documenting right. the, the, you know, the journey or whatever mm. to, to trying to do that. And so I came over here with the, sh- with the show already, you know, right. already happening. So that obviously... They could your, see it, it and yeah, they could see it. Obviously, that it colors works. your outlook on things because yeah. trying to, you, you know, you know that this is going to be a show. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, but but what we didn't want to do is the fact that we were making a show. We didn't want that to affect to accelerate artificially my the, the, the process. The, the process. The, yeah, 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 exactly. So so um, so I was trying to get gigs and 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 it wasn't like I was going. I'm doing a Showtime show. Can you get me a gig? I was doing it like uh, as if I would have, you know, as if I would have done had I not been doing the show. Right. And it was difficult, you know, like because, you know, people haven't heard of me over here. And right. and your UK profile, uh, it does not it doesn't mean anything because people that know comedy have right. obviously heard of UK comedians. But it's not, you don't immediately, tra- you're not, you, you go down a few, a, a lot, right? But I actually found it exciting. Like, because mm. when I did like my first, when I got, did, got my first stage time, like first proper gig, I was sort of like an open spot again. And yeah. like, and I was going up and it felt like, because one of the things that, that happens is like when you sort of, because I've got, when you get a certain bit of profile, like I remember when I just after like a, a show that I'd done had come out on TV, I started getting better responses mm. when I was, doing gigs and I started to become paranoid that that was because they were like oh it's Ramesh off that show and then I was getting like like more a bigger response than the stuff deserved which right. obviously is enjoyable at the time because I'm killing it man <laughs> right. so yeah, good. Yeah, of but actually the truth is you think I'm going to get shitter if this carries on because yeah. right. my material is not being judged on there's always merit. something when you're hacky. not thinking you think you're it's, something's going to happen. The yeah. other shoe will drop. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so coming over here and sort of starting from scratch, if you like, was a very, it was a really lovely experience. Hmm. Sort of coming in, getting my in, trying the stuff out. Nobody knows who you are. There's no excitement or they've nobody expectation. No expectation. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I found it really. It was a really lovely to sort of start from that level again. Do you know what I mean? That's it's cool. Have you performed here? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah it's great for We're- comedians in the UK because it's it's a very it's a very American thing. But I think for American comedians, there's never really a thought of like once I peak in America, then I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Is there is that more like in the UK? If you get to a certain level, is there a thought like, well, perhaps I'll then venture out, or do some guys go, I'm stoked being number one here. I don't need to go legitimize myself anywhere else. Uh. Yeah, that's I mean that's pretty much spot on. I think like there there are some comedians that like the thing. The truth is, it's like in terms of like comedy, films, music, and stuff like that. Right. Traditionally, we've always looked across to you guys as like you know you, you always think bands have always thought I want to come over and break the states and comedians and and actors and stuff like that. That's always been a thing. But there are comedians that just they've got no desire to come over here and try you know they're like i I just wanted to become a comedian and i've got to a certain level in britain i've got i don't 
care about going over to America. You know, mm. that is definitely true. But, but not you. Not me. No, I mean, but the, the thing is, I think it just depends on what you grow up watching. Do you know what I mean? Like, I grew right. up watching American stand-up, you know, and, like, I started watching P- Richard Pryor and, like, my dad and I used to watch, like, Eddie Murphy and, you know, like, and you start getting in, and then I started, and so my route into stand-up was for American comics and I started watching American comics and then I started watching British comics and I love British comedy and I think it's great. Hmm. But that always gave me that sort of thing of thinking I'd love to sort of, come over to, yeah, yeah yeah because I think American stand up is is amazing and I think your very best stand ups are so incredible right. that 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 I was always going to have that desire of, of coming who, over here to try who do you put on the top right now who uh, of American stand ups are you loving um I mean I've always I've always loved Chappelle mm-hmm. um uh, I mean I'm going to say obvious names here but That's I, all I right. but I mean Roseanne like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> no don't say Roseanne um <laughs> Like Bill Burr, I just think is we're on Bill Burr's it. network, right? I, I, I just, is. I just think, yeah, he's great. He's unbelievable. I, I mean, the thing I think about him for me is, and also it's also true of Chappelle. I think is, is when you watch stand up as a stand, because the, the 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 best thing you can do to ruin all stand up comedy for yourself is become a stand up, mm. because you then right. you see all the wheels and and it stops being funny like you watch something and you go oh that's good that's mm. good but you're not laughing you still think it's good but you're not like you know you suddenly you're analyzing it yeah. yeah and um and most of the time when you're watching other stand-ups even if you think they're brilliant you know what's happening like you you can right. tell this is a this is a deliberate misdirection yeah. to go you know i know where this you know is going i still think it's excellent and i still think the idea is great but i think bill burr and and dave Chappelle and people like that and i went to see chris rock recently in london mm. but like i think people like that you can't see it. You can't, it just looks like it's just happening. And it's just, you know, the conceit of stand up, which is that you're just talking and it's funny. Right. Um, at the same time, are there comedians that you look at, you don't have to name names, but yeah. like that you go, how the fuck is this person popular? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I do it as a writer or a director. Oh. I'm sure you do it as an actor. Like, yeah. This it's guy. Just natural. Miles Teller. No. <laughs> <laughs> I see him at the audition and I'm like, I should go home. <laughs> it's not going to work out point. for me. But um, I, I do think that um, I think the difference is, is that you sort of go the problem. The thing with comedy is it's so subjective, mm. it, but it's subjective to the point that it makes you angry. It doesn't make me angry, but like people, right. if they watch a comedian trying to be funny and they don't find it funny, they want that person dead. You know, that's the, that's <laughs> right. a, that's the reaction to comedy. When it's people true. don't like comedy, they find it offensive that this person even thinks that they should be doing comedy. It's yeah. disgusting. Do you know what I mean? I can't believe you're doing it. And the truth is, it's so subjective that something that you might think is unbelievable, you might it just might not click right. for you at all. And when you start off doing comedy, you're so stuck up. Like you're so, the arrogance, the disparity between your arrogance and your level of ability when you first start huh. doing stand-up <laughs> right. is incredible. Like you go to gigs, you see somebody kill it and you just go, yeah, I mean, it's fairly obvious subject matter. Do you, do you, do you know what I mean? Like that's, right. that's what you've got because you've got no idea how difficult it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. And so, so, and then as you carry on and as you get more experience, you start to go, well, even if I don't, even if I don't find this funny or it's not for me, I respect the craft and I understand that what they're doing works. Do you know what I mean? Right. For it, yeah. I don't like right. it. It's but not you for can... me, but I get it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, th- huh. I get why that's working. Are there obvious, because you hear with a lot of American American comedians of the last two years and probably comedians all over the world, but they're like, some just say, I'm not going to do Trump bits because it's so ubiquitous. And well, it's funny that you bring up Trump. Go ahead, sorry, continue. No, I was just interested if like, for you, if there are certain bits, maybe for UK comedians or just all comedians, where you're just like, maybe I'm not going to touch Brexit, because yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. it's so talked about. Yeah, um, yeah, that is that is definitely true. I, th- I think that um, uh, that Brexit in particular is huh. something that um, yeah that that comedians struggle to Make continue funny. to talk about. Yeah, the, right. the thing is, it just trundles on and on and on. And it's very like in, when it first sort of happened, there's lots of really interesting takes on it and stuff, but now yeah. there aren't as many, but you know, f- and, uh, but the truth is I, f- I think that for a lot of people, well, for my, my attitude personally is 
if you've got a different take on it, then do it. I, I think that, like, you know, there's this thing about there's hack topics and there's certain things you shouldn't talk about, mm. differences differences between men and women, mm. airplane food or whatever, <laughs> okay, you know, the, the yeah. typical standard things that people... Uh, it's even hack... I think it's even hacky to say airplane food is a hacky thing, actually. I think I've, like, disappeared <laughs> up my own arsehole of hack. But, um, but, the, but I just think if you can... If you can find a twist on it or say something interesting about it, then just do it. Do you know what I mean? I, I just think that it's... I mean, for me personally, one of the one of the things that I had a struggle with is talking about race because when people see uh, a comedian of colour or an ethnic minority comedian, there are some people that think I that immediately go, "I bet this person's going to talk about race," or they're going to talk about it almost immediately. Or the thing I hate about comedians of colour is that they always talk about race or whatever. And when I first started, and when I first started doing a couple of bits of TV, I'd get people like tweet me or whatever and go oh my god like it was a minute and then you started talking about we get it you're brown we get it do you know what I mean hmm. and for a while I stopped I thought shit I don't want to talk about it because I just keep getting stick for it and maybe it's like the wrong thing to talk about race but then I actually realised that if you've got a different or interesting funny take on it then why not talk about it hmm. first of all I should be able to talk about whatever I want even if yeah. I do it even right. if I do it in a shit way uh, it's up it's my you know i shouldn't be allowing other people people's expectations dictate to me what i talk about but I, I do think like if you can come up now if i'm thinking about like if i'm talking about race ideally it would be like a different take on it or my personal you know angle on it or whatever um so i actually i think you should just talk about whatever but but there are certain things like brexit and stuff like that where when somebody starts talking about brexit i think this is either going <laughs> right. to be shit mm. or the most incredible thing I've ever heard because it has to be if you've, if you've got a new thing to say about Brexit you must have something <laughs> yeah, magic in your locker genius. do you know what I mean yeah, right. yeah. so here's what I was going to say is it, your semi-Trump connection is you were on a The Apprentice you're fired in Britain yes um, which wasn't Donald Trump no but Obviously, Donald Trump is the guy. It was behind like his it. British nemesis, yeah. Alan Sugar. Yeah, yeah, but it's so. But it is. It was actually The Apprentice. Yes, right. So then, I'm just curious what the thoughts over there. And I mean, how long have you been now in LA? Uh, like six, seven, no, longer than that, eight months, something like that. What's the What's the opinion over there in the in the comedy world? Do you guys crack jokes about Trump? Uh, is how is he looked at? I'm just curious as an outsider. Um. The, the the truth is is that uh, it's sort of disbelief, really. I, I think it's sort of when he when it first was sort of being touted that he was going to stand for, you know, the, for candidacy and for the Republican Party. Everybody just thought it was a joke, and like it, and then thought that was going to be as far as it would go. And then um, nobody believed that he was going to beat Hillary Clinton. I think people, no, nobody here either. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think people knew that Hillary Clinton wasn't uh completely infallible obviously she's got her flaws and you know people yeah. didn't think she's perfect but they thought there was no way uh that donald trump was going to beat her and in fact actually alan sugar i remember i was on tour when the election happened and he was on television uh i think it might it was like uh, some news network i saw him talking about it because he doesn't really like donald trump alan sugar the yeah. the the, right. the, the he, and he sort of said that he thinks it's the greatest publicity stunt he's ever... He, th he said, I think he wants to lose. I think that actually what he's doing is, is it's just a massive publicity stunt. Mm. He's doing all this stuff. That's why he's liberated to say whatever the hell he wants. He can be as populist as mm -hmm. he likes. And do you know what I mean? It worked. Yeah, but it worked, it worked beyond everyone's expectations, yeah. according to Alan Sugar, including his. And he got elected. So in, in the UK, it's sort of seen with disbelief. However, what I would say is... That the, the UK are being less smug and sanctimonious about it since we voted for Brexit. You, you, yeah. know, you can't, you can't, um, not since we voted, but because we voted for Brexit, you can't start going, well, that's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, right. We've so all actually, those in glass houses, it's sort of like, oh, it happened to you, it happened to us. We had the same, <laughs> we had the same yeah, thing yeah, happen yeah. over oh, here, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. funny. Now, I want to go back to one of the things that you were talking about before, which was the race thing. Um, and I saw something in the trailer for the show, which was when you, uh, I, I guess it was a casting director or whatnot, that says, you know, with your look and, and in front of your children, yes. that you could play terrorists. Like, yes. That's what, <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> A, it was in front of your children, which yes. I thought was 
very funny. Well, it's good for them to know that their dad has got options. <laughs> sure. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's there's a positive thing. It's called job security. Yeah, yeah exactly. There you go. Yeah, look, kids, versatile. <laughs> what? What did they? What was that? What were your, what was that like? How do you explain that? What do you? What, and I'm sure that's a reality. So do you act, and you want to do some acting out here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, yes, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess I do. I mean, I've I've done acting, and it's something I was I was thinking about. Doing. I mean, the truth is, when I went to get the headshots, it was mainly because I've been told that you're supposed to have headshots to right, show right. your versatility or show, you know <laughs> right, what I mean? right, it right. makes you more of a viable kind of the goofy headshot yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah the yeah. smolder yeah, 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 terrorist yeah. headshot apparently <laughs> yes terrorist headshot I don't know if you guys would but anyway I, I, <laughs> we, I, um, we do the Jewish ones yeah, yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. 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 No, I've heard that's that big. face yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I, well the the reality is I just when she said that I just hope my kids wouldn't ask me about it is, is, is what happened in, in that situation huh. but um uh, I don't know. Like, um, I they did they? No, they didn't ask me. But 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 race has come up in conversations with my children because my kids can see that my wife is white and I'm not, and so they ask. The way they see it is that is that my wife's the outsider because they consider us all brown, so mm. we're all in one camp. And then my wife is like this oppressor. <laughs> Your poor <laughs> she, fucking wife. I know, man. Jeez. Oh my I know, god! I'm gonna send her a gift basket. Yeah, yeah. No, she needs it. <laughs> uh, no, so, um, but she was. She, she and I were both worried about it. Not worried mm. about it. That's not. I'm exaggerating slightly. But it's but a thought. It's a, th- it's a thought. Exactly. It's a thought. And you sort of go at some point because I know from a very young age. I got racism at school and it, and it was it wasn't even somebody that knew what they were saying they'd heard a word and they used it against me or whatever so right. we're conscious of the fact that our kids are probably going to get it and they have done um, so you do think about how you're going to address that with your kids the idea of stereotyping you know terrorist stereotype or something is not something I've broached with them mm. yet to be honest that's i mean because honestly when i saw that on the clip i was like that's the first thing that went through my mind is uh because a it's a reality in this hollywood and stuff that we live yeah. in so you got to explain that part of it yeah uh, but b and b is it was also a funny moment i know you I know, know. <laughs> so it's one of those moments where like with your wife you yeah. go like uh what's the is it good because it's, it's funny yeah, or yeah, do, yeah, now yeah. i have it's to explain silver lining of the ridiculous yeah. you know yeah but i think do either of you have you do either of you have children no no not that we're I both know of. we're both uh wanting to right eventually okay cool not, not together each other. no <laughs> right no. Hey. hey i'll give you both two points because I thought that's quite a nice little riff there oh, um, yeah okay, so, nice uh, which is actually pointless isn't it because you're competing against each other so why oh, yeah, that's right. that yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, really thinking God. Uh, um, but um, I think that, 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 that if when questions like that do come up because they do ask questions like that, and, and had they asked me about that terrorist thing I think I always think the best policy is just sort of honesty and, and, and explaining the situation as best you can to their level. Do you know what I mean? Because my right. son is, my eldest son is mature for his age, but he's still eight. So yeah. <laughs> right. there's a lot to sort of unpack. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? There's a lot of footage to show him. This is what a terrorist is. This is what they do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, there's all of that to sort of plough through. Yeah, That's an afternoon. Footage. Do you know what I mean? Like, planning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's like, it's like this, me. These are infidels. <laughs> Is one, do you know what I mean? Like, right. um, it's like when I grew up, I didn't know, I didn't, I've never met my dad, and so up until a certain age, my dad was just this great guy. My mom told me who just didn't want to hang out, right? And then around 15 or 16, she was the like, reality. Yeah, a little more of a piece of shit. I'm like, message received, yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because there was the controversy or whatever with the Apu character from The Simpsons, yeah. which was, you know, a big thing. And they did the documentary about it and people commented well, on that. What I didn't know, what I don't know from us, I know Harry a little bit and yeah. I, I think he's great. And um, I think the documentary is great. Um, what I didn't know was if that was a controversial thing here before Harry sort of, was that something that people had talked about before that? Not really. Because and he's obsessed. He's been, wa- I'm he's been Simpsons, watching it. Yeah, right, I'm a Simpsons, yeah. Right, right, Huge Simpsons person. Right. So I... Maybe not not vocalised, at right, least, right, right. you know. But, but, the, but the thing is, is that what I d- didn't... It was, it was a difficult one, because like in Britain, it's just... 
Are Britain's relationship with people from that part of the world, or you know, immigrants from South Asia, is very different from from over here, right. and they're much not. It's not perfect the amount of representation by people, you know, of Asian South Asian descent in Britain, but I would say it's more than here, probably. You know, like certainly right. when I watch films from America and shows from America, until relatively recently, there's been a very narrow band of what type of character a person from that part of the world is going to be. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I, I sort of, I think that in Britain, it was less of, having a character like Apu is less of an issue for British audiences to see than maybe mm. for American audiences. Because I get it. If that's the only thing, hmm. one of the only things that you see of people from that part, then I, so, I do sort of understand it. But with The Simpsons, I mean, you know better than I, I mean, I'm a fan of The Simpsons, but mm. it sounds like you're an obsessive. Yeah, yeah. Is that they are disrespectful to... So every, almost every yeah, it's equally yeah, yeah. equally so, offensive yeah yeah that's true that's true. I mean, what did you curious. think? I mean, did you watch it and then suddenly the scales fell from your eyes and thought, shit, I hate <laughs> Apu now? Uh, no, not completely, but right. it was like but, kind of one of those. Oh, but it's yeah. sort of you know? the, it's the, it's been the experience of most white men in this country over the last yeah, few years, that's which is being enlightened <laughs> to the things that we just. I remember they call it woke. Uh, yes, yes, indeed woke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, like even being married to my wife and not understanding that she could go out in the afternoon where she grew up, which was like a rich beach town, high end, beautiful, that she could walk around at two in the afternoon and feel unsafe because mm. she'd get a unwanted cat call or an overture from someone or a weird glare that to me like that's never been part of my understanding but yeah. until I was with her I had no idea that was her experience yeah well, well well that's the thing that I think is it's part of the thing that I think is with all of these sort of issues and you know bringing it back to sort of Harry's documentary what I think is so interesting about that about his decision to make that because mm. I thought it was great and I thought he, ra he raised some really great points is that if it's true that nobody was saying that before, it then makes that much braver to come out and say that because you risk, you run, first of all, you're sort of talking about the Simpsons, which is like a, an institution. A juggernaut, right? yeah. Yeah. And then also, you run the risk of, be, of being told that you're making a big deal out of nothing because because nobody, I didn't know of anybody that talked about having a problem with Apu before right. Harry did yeah. that, right? right? So then you, like, so for him, that's quite, I just think it's a brave thing for, yeah, like, to, for sure. to go, no, I've got a problem with it yeah. and I'm going to make a program about the fact that I've got a problem with this thing that's in this show that everybody loves. That's true. Do you know what I mean? I just thought, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was great for him to bring it up. Can we just say that it is easier to be a whistleblower when you're worth a hundred million dollars? So, like shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't making 48 grand a year being like, I'm going to blow this shit up. Yeah. Forget it. That's true. He had a little bit of a nest egg to fall back on. Yeah, he's, he's doing just fine. Yeah. Completely. But good on you. Good I know. Do you know what? Fuck him, man. Yeah, fuck yeah, him. I don't think it's, Can we scratch everything I just said? <laughs> it's cowardly. You, yeah. you, and you are of Sri Lankan descent, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did you grow up in London or did you grow up? Yes, I was born in, I was born in Crawley, actually, which is south of Oh, London. yeah. I saw that. You were a math teacher at Hazelwich School in God, Crawley. You've done, your, you've done research. Oh, my I God. I have. Come Look on. Look at this. Well, you I just love because that sounded lace like. Them five up, points lace them up. That sounded very like Harry Potter to me. The right, Hazelwitch yeah. School in Crawley. Yes. It's like the, so, okay, so you grew up in Crawley. Yes. Uh, and, and then uh, you were a math teacher. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, was, I, I, was, I did um, a number of jobs, and then I became a math teacher. And then um, while I was teaching, I just started doing stand-up yeah. uh, as like a hobby. Uh. So I just started doing gigs in the evening and stuff like that. I mean, gradually that started to take off, and then I started to think, oh, I don't want to do the math teaching anymore. Do you know what I mean? What, you, what, do you have some fun math teacher stories? What grades? Yeah, what grades? So uh, it was like 11 to 18-year-olds. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. And who well, are the biggest shitheads? Like, who? what age do they so really get 14, uh, I would say 13 <laughs> to 14 is the age where you transition into what you're, what you're, what you're going to be going forward mm. right. and that is at, that is a stage at which the kids are the most difficult I would say that is the, that is the year group at which you go whenever you've got one of those classes you think I don't know how this <laughs> is going to go like right. I'm just really going to roll the dice on this one right. um, so yeah those are those are probably the biggest shitheads I would say that uh, generally speaking girls are more difficult to teach they're not more difficult to teach generally speaking girls are more difficult more easier to teach than boys right. but when a, a female student takes a dislike to you 
or doesn't want to do it, you're fucked. You, right. yeah. you might as well go, you can go somewhere, like you can spend an hour every week somewhere else. <laughs> right. You because you're never going to get that. Like, because with, with like boys, they tend to just be like immature dicks. Right. And then you go, can you not do that? And you have to do a little bit of, uh, and then they go, oh, just <laughs> whereas girls, there is some deep seated reason. Right. Like they disagree with one of your fundamental teaching techniques. Right. And so you're, do you know what I mean? They're not going to suddenly rat. get on side. Like, you know, you go, can you just step in line? Can you be a better practitioner? How about that? <laughs> oh my do you, God. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so you, you, can't, you can't, you can't. My you know friend mean? taught eighth grade, you know, was an eighth grade teacher and he had one of the most brilliant takes on something where he's like, you know, a 13 year old boy was just being a shithead and yelled something out of class and was sort of like, you know, giggling with his friends. And, and I said, no, Daniel, what you just said wasn't funny. And if you look around, no girls are laughing. And if none of the girls are laughing, it just means call it out. And he's like, no, no, my buddies are laughing. He's like, I know, but they're just supporting you. <laughs> but like, trust me, that's not funny. And you're better than that. Hmm. And it served him well. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 what you just did there yeah. is like, a, that's one of the things that you get, not the girls thing. Right. But that thing where you go, what you just said is not funny and what you're doing is not good. That was one of like the things that um, when I got told about doing that, it changed Really? Classroom management thing because what you do is you separate the behaviour from the kid, right? So if you say to a kid, "You're messing up my lesson," you're you're being you're you're ridiculous, you're noisy, you're loud, you can't be in here. If you say all of that, that kid is more likely to take it personally. Is is going to go? I don't, I'm not going to do this. You're like you don't like me. Right. And if a kid doesn't, if a kid thinks you don't like him, it's over, right? Mm. Whereas if you go, your behaviour is causing a problem, your talking is too... Like you, dis, you, you separate them from their behaviour. Right, right. Immediately you'll notice a difference in the way that they respond to like what you're saying. It make, it's like magic. Right. Like, because if a kid, if a class believes that you like them and you fundamentally uh, want the best for them, they will accept any telling off or any like right. strictness from you because right. they think that you're doing it. They believe that you're doing it for their own... You know when you see teachers that hate kids? I mean, you must have seen this when you oh, were at school. Oh, fuck yeah. They, they, they always have a torrid time because the kids can smell it. They're yeah. like raptors. <laughs> they know, do you know what I mean? Like, but you don't like them. You don't give a shit. Not that you don't give a shit. You just, you've lost it. You've lost your love for it. You don't give a right. shit. And that's when people have problems. You know I mean? Do you hear from any of the kids that you taught and now that you're a big success and they're like, oh, you're... Yeah, but, I, you know, all these kids claiming that they're in my classes. <laughs> you know I mean? you can't, they can't all have been students in my class. You know? Um, no, but when I, I mean, like, I do get, I do get kids getting in touch. But like, um, when I first started, like, I was doing like the college, like, university yeah, circuit, yeah, or whatever, yeah. and there'd always be like kids that I used to teach that were at that place. And like, sometimes I'd just get like a positive bit of encouragement before I'd even said anything. Like, I'd like walk up to the mic, and then somebody go, "Go on, Rankin Nathan!" Do you know what I mean? Like before it even started. <laughs> it's actually uh, Ragnathan. Yes, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, I should have corrected him. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, I, yeah. I always wonder this when before you started doing comedy and you're teaching these kids and I imagine there was something in your soul where you knew that you wanted to be an artist and perform were there moments in teaching these kids where you were like fuck like my life's pretty good but like I wish I was doing something more than this were there, uh, did you have that uh, I, I uh, a little well the truth is it was it wasn't I didn't want to give up te I wasn't being pushed away from teaching because mm. I like teaching a lot and actually it's like a very rewarding yeah. job when it's going well, like when you're on top of it, I mean, I don't know what, what I don't know enough about what education is like in this country, but in the UK, teachers are very uh, overworked and like, yeah. uh, and they Same keep, here. they keep changing the requirements and teachers workload keeps increasing and increasing. So it's actually, when you're outside of the classroom, that job is very, very stressful. In the classroom, it's fun because it's, it's what you started becoming mm, a teacher right. for, right? So I wasn't like in, dreading, like getting annoyed every single day. But I absolutely loved doing stand-up and still do. Like, so I was going off and doing those gigs and feeling like exhilarated by doing something that I really liked. And, yeah. it, and it wasn't like I was then going into work thinking, oh, this is shit. But like, right. but I was thinking, oh, I'm really loving doing the comedy. But then what happened was is like I started getting more and more gigs and then I started being shit at both things because like <laughs> I was 
teaching and then I was going home, getting changed and then going straight to a gig and I was exhausted, like exhausted. And I was like preparing lessons on the way to the classroom. You're supposed to, when I first started doing teaching, I was so conscientious. Jeremy and I'd spend the (laughs) weeks before planning lessons again. And then if it goes this way, I mean, who knows which direction the lesson will go into. (laughs) Jeremy, I'll give them three options and we'll just see where where the curiosity (laughs) takes us. Choose your own adventure. By the time I was doing stand-up, I was like, page 49, whatever fucking happens. (laughs) Yeah, right. Multiple choice. We are doing this, right? I don't give a shit if we did it yesterday. You're doing it again. As a teacher, like, of... 18 year old teenagers 17 yeah. 18 year olds this is not this is just a thought that popped in my head that I'm curious about not not I mean not that it would be a concern that you would find any of them attractive or whatnot but is there a concern as a teacher that people would view that or students would think that or that there was something like that I would imagine that's something you have to be a little conscious of uh yes you do you just ha- you just have to cover your tracks <laughs> do you mean no uh, no there, there's <laughs> You just have to be very, very I careful. I like that line. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it makes all the sense in the world, yeah, my yeah, friend. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Yeah, come uh, on. No, no. The truth is, is that um, there are loads of things that you have to be mindful of. Um, that, Like, for example, this sounds obvious, but you never, they, they would tell you, never, ever touch a kid. And, and what I mean by that is even putting a hand on their back to say, well, you you just do not do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, you do not ever do that. And then if you keep a kid behind to talk to them after class, you can never be between them and the door, ever. Wow. Because because that is potentially, they feel like they can't leave. Exactly. They can't, they feel like you're blocking their exit from the room and that can be... What if you want to block? No, I'm just kidding. Well, if you you want to block, you put a little piece of paper over the window (laughs) and then you you just fucking go to town. Do what you gotta do. But but what I'm saying is for public, for the public arena, do you know what I mean? You can never, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's all that, there's all those sorts of things. I mean, and then like when I was, as I was teaching, social media started to become like a bigger thing oh, yeah. and schools didn't know what the fuck to do because like students were adding teachers as friends on Facebook and then right. and all of this shit and like so I was teaching when it started to, to schools just didn't know what the rules should be yeah, about yeah. that sort of thing and now it's much I think they've sorted it out do you know wow. what I mean but there was right. a, a a period where like there was a so w- when I was uh, teaching one of the uh, one of the other teachers had a birthday party and it was like fancy dress like superheroes and there was a, a maths teacher who dressed up as Catwoman, and that photo got circulated all over the school. Jesus. Yeah, because that got shared on Facebook, and then one of the teachers was friends with one of the students on Facebook, and then she was known as Cat, Cat, Catwoman <laughs> for the rest of. And she's, we, pro- oh, she's not teaching anymore. It oh. ended her career. Oh. It's sad, but you know. It's worth are it we for talking the Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman, yeah, Halle, Halle Berry? Berry? No, she looked very much like a maths teacher that. Oh, okay, <laughs> just gotcha. thrown on a Catwoman gotcha. costume. Messing There's no, there, she was not. There was no. <laughs> you, that's great. I, I recently saw the um, the basketball scene from Halle Berry's Catwoman. It went viral. It, it, yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? So I mean, the, I think I saw it in the movie, but I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, you need to watch it again, man. It might be the <laughs> yeah. worst thing that's ever. Properly it's just, terrible. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's well, the worst. Seems like, to go and coincide with the whole movie. But yeah, okay, but this is enough. spectacular. All right, I'll check that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to get you out of here. So I want to ask two more questions. Number sure. one is, this is actually a question from uh, one of our fans. Right. Um, who is the most famous person to have grabbed your genitals? Wow. Who is the most famous person? <laughs> and it was a weird question. Grabbed my genitals. I guess who is more famous? Uh, Idris Elba or mm. no? I'm joking. Oh, no I'm wait joking. a second. God. God. I'd like him. Who I'd let that happen. I don't. I can't. Th- who's the most famous person? I guess it would be my uncle Rags. And and, and what I, was the reason? What was the reason? It was I was young. Oh. And he, no, I'm joking. <laughs> it was just for a joke. But he's like okay. a. I think he'd like to hear. That. I mean, he has. T- he's yeah. touched. He's touched my dick in a playful kind of. Yeah. You know, like ah, oh, mate. Like in an uncle way. In an uncle. In an uncle. <laughs> like in an uncle. This never happened. Yeah. You know, like it was a. I was young. It was dark. Yeah. It was whole, like you know. Yeah. This like, happens everyone. I'm talking. Everyone does this. Keep right? this between us, and if you're lucky, yeah. it'll happen again. Yeah. Right. And and you don't bruise easily. You know that. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, no, he just did it for a joke. That's fine. So, All right. My last question is: You've been doing a lot of press for this for yeah. just another immigrant. 
What's the one question nobody has asked you or something nobody's asked you that you wish was asked in the whole thing? Oh, shit, man. I'm just curious. Right? I think that. Like, when I do interview, like, when people have, whatever, in the past, I'm like, yeah. oh, I just want them to ask about this or that. Or, oh, right. Uh, is there anything that... Um, if not, that's okay. I, I'll tell you what I would like to be asked, actually. What I think about the new seven-track Kanye albums. Oh, what do you think of that new seven? Wait, they didn't Kanye? ask you this at TMZ. No. Oh, well, you, you know, TMZ that... is where it all oh, went no, down. Of course, and whatever. Yeah, okay. That yeah, was... I would love to hear. First of all, are you guys Kanye fans? N- n- not especially. Definitely not after that. After. After his breakdown on TNZ. Right, 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 right. I'm a massive fan. You're a massive but fan. All I want to know is where are the bangers? Where are the hits? <laughs> give me the hits. I don't care what you think about the world or culture or life. Just give me the hits. Right, right, they right, haven't right, been right. around for a while. No, it's uh All right, what do you think about so what do you think about Thank the you. Album? Well, finally, thank you. I get a chance to uh, and, <laughs> yes. and tie in. What do you think about him and his antics? Uh okay, so uh what I think about him and his antics, um, I'm a massive Kanye fan. Or at least really? I was a massive Kanye fan. Uh, and I still am. But I think he's going through... I actually think that he's going through like some serious issues and needs help. True. Mental break. True. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that what he said was on TMZ was uh, unfortunate. And, and there's lots of people in the UK... Uh, particularly from the black community, that have decided that they will no longer engage with anything he does as a result of what he said, and I totally understand that. What do you, you mean in the UK? Like uh, you, as opposed to here, you, there's something specific about the UK that no, it's just that I'm just I just I just know a lot of UK hip hop fans, yeah, and, they, and, and, like, they've, and they've sort of said to me, like uh, they've sort of said to me, I'm never I'm, I will never listen to anything he does ever yeah. again. Like right, that, yeah. that's un- until something. Until something happens, like he apologizes or it's cleared up why he's been behaving like this. Yeah, right. I am never gonna. Hmm. Um, I'm right. never gonna listen to anything he says again. Do you know? Can I tell you something? I suggested this question, and as I'm talking about it, I'm thinking, "Shit, this is a complicated issue." I wish, I, I wish I'd never. <laughs> well, you know what? Why don't you just tell me what you think of the, okay, the songs? So, you're still a fan, though. Yeah. Well, musically, mm. I think he's good. Okay. I think the I think that the Pusha T album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killer. Yes, fucking it great. is. It is great. It's the so Pusha T album is great. Yeah. I think I prefer the Pusha T album probably to Ye. I've got. Uh, I, I, I'm not as keen on Ye. I just uh, seven tracks, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, seven songs. I agree. It's rough. It is rough. Right? I even got upset. There's one track, number five, yeah. with that hook. Make no mistake, girl. I know. I sing it just as it. I'm going to give played. you ten points. <laughs> Because I just thought you absolutely nailed that. that wow! One, thank you. I don't forget who like, asked you the question in the uh, first place. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, that's true. Oh. <laughs> it sounds like old Kanye, like graduation, two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, everything yeah. was perfect, and then it literally he lets it play out for forty four seconds and cuts it and goes that's on it. some weird rant. And I'm like, you couldn't give us one, mm. just one full. I song? just think. Oh, do you know what I think about that? Is I think that. If you do a 22-track album, then you're allowed to have a track where you just shit or (laughs) or you talk or you, like, do whatever. If it's seven tracks, it just all has to be fire like there, there's yeah do you know what I mean it all has to be like rap, like straight just rapping like full tilt right right uh, and that's what I just think seven tr- I get the idea of seven tracks because you sort of go that's lean and blah 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 but then it all has to be unbelievable you have to go these are se- I, I made a thousand or like I don't know I made a hundred songs and these, these are the are best the- seven mm, right. so that has to be that raises the pressure on each of those songs have you heard the Cuddy album like the not yet Right, I've I've heard a little bit of it. I think you're gonna like what really? I've heard. Yeah, I think it's uh, <sighs> who I think it's <laughs> Kid Cudi. No, I, I know Bette Midler. I'm a big Bette Midler fan. Yeah, the well, I, uh, Bette Midler. Um, <laughs> she does a feature. Yeah, <laughs> she can spit. <laughs> so she, because the thing I didn't realize about Bette Midler is she can do that multi-syllabic flow. Oh do, yeah, do you know what I mean it, incredible. And it's so only like her. A it's only her and Logic that are really bringing it like that. Oh. Right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I her, need to get this album. Her cadence. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Incredible. And she can and she can ride a dancehall rhythm as well. Oh, That's what's amazing about her. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> um, okay, so where do we stand 
it, gradually, because we're going to have one little kind of push to put one of us over the top. But where do we stand uh, generally in the in the points? Well, Josh, uh, Josh is... He's so just shot ahead. He was getting shot on by you. Mm. Uh, uh, but he then did that little Kanye hook, mm-hmm. and I had to smash out some points for that. So he's currently... One point ahead of you on 15 to wow. 14. Okay, so we can do one more thing to maybe put one of us over the top. I was thinking of two different things. One, you can give us a math problem, sure. and whichever one of us solves it quicker Jesus. wins. Okay. I lose. This, sounds, this sounds like podcast gold. <laughs> <laughs> or two, I was thinking, because I kind of want to hear if you can do an American accent. Okay. If Josh and I do our best British accent. Ooh. Okay, fine. Which All one right. do you want? Let, should we, I think we should do the accent. Okay, thing. all right. Yeah, Mainly because I can't be asked to do a maths problem. <laughs> but yeah, let's. But but before that, do you do an American accent? I'm. Uh, I've tried, but okay. I, I t- I'll tell you a <laughs> if story. We're do our I'll tell you, I I'll tell you a American. story to give you before I do this American accent. Yeah. yeah. So um, I uh, got an audition for uh, The Martian. You know that movie? Yeah, yeah sure. Right. So you uh, would have been. It would have been completely different if yes. it was you instead of Matt Damon. Yes, I think it <laughs> would have been a completely different film. Yeah, it would have been. been <laughs> I want to see much, that version. Much worse. <laughs> uh, but I. Uh, so I was supposed to play a brown man at a. Terminal, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like going, you know, this is supposed to be in Sector Six or whatever. But not, not a where, terrorist, so not a terrorist. There no, you go. No, so a well in, like a science guy. Yeah, there you right? go. So I was supposed to be playing that. So I, I got sent the stuff, and and um, and so I read the script. I was very excited. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is quite cool. I had no expectations going into it. The only thing I wasn't sure. I didn't say in the script. Uh, whether accent. I had to have an American accent or I was just going to play it as, my, as a British accent. Right? Yeah. So I go to this place in, in London where they're doing the audition. It's downstairs, this little thing. I go into a room where there are like four other brown guys right. and I sort of chat to them and pretend I'm feeling really casual, try and psych them out a little bit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. Mind games. Intimate to them that I've already been given the nod. Right. That is probably, I've probably got it in the bag. Do you know sure. what I mean? Like all that kind of shit. Just to, you know. Anyway, they go in and leave and then it's my turn. I go in and I say to the casting she's very nice. I said to her, am I supposed to do this in an American accent or British? And she said, why don't we do both and see what Ridley prefers, right? Mm. Now, I got very excited when I heard that saying, like, see what Ridley prefers. Yeah. Holy shit, I'm in an audition for The Martian. Like, yeah. I'm fucking getting a little, t- like, twi- twitch in my balls. Like, you know, I'm getting very excited. Yeah. So I start doing the American accent. I still go, I'll do it American first, and then do it British afterwards. Yeah. I think do the difficult one first. Yeah, get, get that out of the way. So I start doing the American accent, and then she starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my great so she's fear. so she's behind the she's got the camera like running at me she starts laughing and then um i go oh uh i said oh, i didn't i didn't really do that that well should i try it again and she goes sure so i do it again and she starts laughing again <laughs> uh and she just then she's un- like sort of borderline uncontrollable <laughs> so i stop and then i go I don't think it's worth doing the British one. <laughs> like, like, do you know what I mean? So that's that's your American. And? But in fairness to like, look, in fairness to me, doing an American accent is one thing. Doing an American accent and talking about Alpha Centauri Seven Twelve, impossible. Mm, yeah, completely. Thank you. So you didn't get the part. Huh? You no, I did get that's a, that's it. I was in it. Did oh, you? No, she, oh no, no, no. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Just yeah. give me, just give me a little. Uh, okay. Um, hey. <laughs> what what the what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I like okay. that. Yeah, thanks, thanks. I like All right, that. Josh, you and I. I would assume, well, you're an actor, so I'm sure yeah. you have like your go-to. Ish. Okay, um, I will do mine first. <clears throat> I am you uh, teaching the Hazel Witch School in Crawley. Holy shit! He's got like a scenario. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hello, students. <laughs> 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 Today we're going to learn about the no, now it's Australian. Today we're going to learn about You're fucking wait for me. Quadratic equations. Uh, uh, Why you talk so funny, asshole? <laughs> uh, don't mind the paper on the door, on the windows, covering it. We're going to have a little extra after-school special. Oh my god! There you go. Wow, that was great. Right. That was great. Wow! Wow! Thank wow! You. That was really good, man. Okay, Josh. Um, I don't. Oh, man, um, so you're playing me as a, as like a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want to clarify. That's what that. 
That's what that detail was. I was actually trying to bring it full circle, uh, no, no, you know. No, no, but I, like it, I like that. Comedy is... Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, that's so, that's so much pressure. Now I feel like I need a scenario. Um, okay, you are a student. Uh, a piece of paper has just been put over the window. Right. And the teacher is a... Pro- no, I'm joking. I, I, don't know. I don't know. What scenario... Well, let's um, see something we talked about. I'll say, uh, so I'll be a young comedian okay, coming cool. up to you at the at the club and being like, um, uh, oi. <laughs> Good. Jewish? <laughs> oi. <laughs> Jewish. Uh, I'm I'm a really big fan, mate. <laughs> That's good. I've been uh, I've been watching you for like <laughs> crazy ages, man. <laughs> Fuck, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Megan Markle. She's a she's a good looking bird, huh, mate? <laughs> mate Come on, bro. Oh, wait a second. All right, all right, all right. Uh, end scene. Was, sorry, end scene. I don't want to give end away. scene. So yeah, now scene. I need you to pick a winner. Okay. And, you know, I, neither of us will have our feelings hurt, but there has to be a winner. Okay, fine. Um, Matt, I thought what you did was great. Okay. I thought I like the way oh, you I threw don't in, like where this uh, is I going. Like, <laughs> I like the way you threw details in uh, from what the stories that I told. Thank you. And Josh didn't do any of that. He sure. still came up with his own true. scenario. Yes, yeah. that's true. But, uh, on the other hand, Josh was much better than you. <sighs> like, 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 much, much better than you at doing the actual accent. Fuck, mate. <laughs> you say, and thank you for validating my decision. <laughs> so, so, what are you saying? So, what I'm saying is, I'm handing the win uh, to Josh. Congratulations, right. Josh. Thank you. Honored. Well deserved. Well, everybody, for well, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. I hope me you had on. a good I time. I had a great time. Thanks great. For we know, I know you're doing a lot of press, so I hope this was a different type of this fun was, sort listen, of excitement so for you. easily the best. Yeah, uh, and not like just on this so. little run that I've ever done. Oh, so wow. thank Fantastic. Wow. So everybody must watch Just Another Immigrant on Showtime. Hell yeah. I see it's on like all the time. It's yeah. like there's like reruns on all the time. So you can pretty much catch it whenever. Listen, I yeah, record it, watch it back. This it works on so many levels. And by so many I mean like two. <laughs> Strong. So watch it for both levels. Yeah. I'm sold. I'm sold too. Uh, thank you very much. Josh, thank you for filling in today. Thank and you. Audience, thank you for putting up with my horrible English accent, apparently. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Bye.